Amen. Thank you. Um, you can be seated. Yeah, good to have you here this morning. Well, as you know, we are doing a sermon series on the church. Now, last week I was told that the sermon I gave was a spanking sermon. Um, so, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if, you know, if, 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 we're, if we're considering it that kind of a, of, a, of a message series, so you can consider this part two of the spanking, not the gathering. Okay, yes, everybody's going, yes, so I, maybe we should, have, we should have called it that. But, you know, before I get started this morning, I want to uh, welcome those that uh, are listening online. Uh, you know, it's really kind of neat to, um, to see the number of people that listen to these messages online, and also the number of people that watch uh, through our video series. Uh, that's really exciting. So I want to welcome those of you that are uh, a part of the online ministry that we have here at Village Green, and also want to thank those of you that give uh, online, that, uh, you know, c- contribute to the church online. That is really, uh, I love technology, you know, because uh, uh, we can give. Um, so that, that, that is really cool. You guys hear the joke about the two guys that were stranded on a desert island? Okay, this is, I just heard this this morning, so I, I got to tell this joke. Two guys got stranded on a desert island, and one guy started screaming, we're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to die. And the other guy is just calm and leaning up against a coconut tree, saying, no, no, we're okay. And the, and the guy goes, why do you think we're going to be okay? He goes, because I make $100,000 a year. And the other guy goes, no, we're going to die. Like, and what difference does it make if you make $100,000 a year? Like, what, what does that matter? And the guy goes, well, here, you know, I make $100,000 a year, but I tithe at least 10% to my church. They're going to find us. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's the church, right? Okay, <laughs> that's the church, right? So <laughs> we're talking, you know, last week we, we, we dealt with a really, um, what I consider uh, a volatile subject. When we talk about worship, when we talk about styles, when we talk about preferences, uh, you know, this week we're talking about a, uh, another elephant in the room. One of the, and and here's, here's the problem with this elephant in the room whenever, whenever I speak about it. It's one of those that can induce guilt into those of you, and some of you, okay? And, and um, the, the purpose of the message is not to induce guilt into you. We're, we're, we're talking with the, about the biblical purposes, the biblical mandate, okay? Um, and unfortunately, the people that need to hear this kind of message kind of ignore it, okay? That's, that's the problem with a message like this. So... Um, this is going to be between you and God. You understand, you know, where you are in all of this. But it's very, very important because the, the Bible, uh, you know, just, just presents it very plainly and, and, very, and, and very adamantly about the need for you to do this. And, and we, can, we can wrap all kinds of justifications around it. We can wrap all kinds of excuses around it. We can wrap all kinds of, you know, background and history around it. But the reality is when the Bible talks about it, it talks about it in very plain terms that this is something that if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you just have to do. It's, it's, it's kind of a non-negotiable. But we want to negotiate all the time with God about it. Okay, so, so here we are. We're just going to present it very, very, very plainly. And, um, and I want to just reiterate, you know, you've heard it quite a bit this morning, but the first frame is, is I'm going to reiterate this. This is kind of a theme that we started last week, that preference over prescription will derail purpose. 
okay? As, 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 as congregants, as, as people who go to church, we often go to church based on our preferences, right? The uh, music, the, 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 the person speaking, those kinds of things, right? And, and that's not a bad thing. We said last week it's not necessarily a bad thing. But when you're in leadership in a church, you have to talk about prescription. What's the Bible say? Why, why do we gather on a Sunday morning? Why is it that we do what we do? Why is it that we communicate the way that we communicate? It's very, very important because the prescription is what drives the church, okay? Not the preference, all right? Because we have a purpose in gathering together. And Christ came to die for each and every one of us and to establish the church, that we continue to be the hands and feet of Jesus to the world around us. All right? So very, very important. So the passage you're going to deal with this morning, and I'm going to fly right through this passage really quickly because there's just a piece of the passage that I want to look at is Romans 12. And we know this pretty well. It's the Apostle Paul talking to the church at Rome And it's a very familiar passage, but I'm going to read this part really quick. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. Sacrifices were killed in the Old Testament. Paul is telling us to be living sacrifices, okay? That's the definition of worship, all right? A living sacrifice. Um, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person, a new creation, by changing the way you think. All right? Often for many of us, uh, changing the way that we think about something is the first path to, um, to uh, better spiritual growth and understanding. Then you will learn to know God's will for, your, for you. And notice, changing the way you think is, is the priority before understanding God's will for you. Um, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't, I love this, don't think you are better than you really are. <laughs> I, I, I read a survey, I think it's Psychology Today, a couple of months ago, talking about, it was either Psychology Today or Huffington Post, talking about we, we see ourselves better than we actually are. I was really intrigued by that. That, that, that when they uh, put people in a room and talked about their, their personal uh, benefits and what they give to other people, they actually saw themselves as far better. Okay. Uh, Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. That's called humility, by the way. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with with Christ's body. Isn't it interesting that he he launches from this whole thing of worship and then he talks about the Christ's body, the, the people of God. We are many parts of one body and we belong to each other. All right, we are parts of the body and we belong to each other. All right, here's the passage that I want to kind of delve into this morning. In his grace, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things. Look at that word, well. Okay, very important word. Reiterated in the Greek a number of times, 
by a number of constructions in the grammar. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. (laughs) If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Amen. Doesn't it? I don't don't know about you, but it really bothers me the way he wrote that. What, what, you know, if, if, if you came to me and said, you know, I'm a teacher, how, how would you feel if I said, well, I, you're a teacher, are you? Well, well, I hope you do it well. I hope you're giving it everything you have. I hope, uh, you know, I, 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 I hope at least you're teaching. You know, uh, you know if you came to me and said, you know, I'm, I'm a nurse, and I said, well, I hope you're nursing well. No, I didn't mean it like that, but, you know. <laughs> You know, I hope, you know, why, isn't it, it's almost, it, 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 it's almost, I don't want to say insulting, but, but it's very interesting that he, that, he, that he pushes that on each and every, every person. If this is what God has gifted you to do, I hope you're doing it. And I hope you're doing it well. And I hope you're doing it with conviction. And I hope you're doing it, you know, to the best of your ability. And I, I'm hoping you're doing it with everything that God... Because if God's gifted you to do it, you, you can be assured that God is going to make sure you do it well if you trust him to do it. That's the, that's the beauty of this. I don't know if, if there were people in the church at Rome who were just maybe... maybe Trading it as a negative, saying, you know, I'm, 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 the, I'm the big encourager in the church. Nobody else encouraged. I'm the guy that does it. Okay? Like, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on, but I've always been struck by the way he writes that. You know? Here, here are the gifts, you know? So whatever they are, just make sure you do them, that you're, that you're maximizing whatever, whatever capacity God has built in you to do in the church what you should be doing in the church. And this is, a, this is very much an internal thing, you know. Like, you know, when we talk about spiritual gifts, when we talk about, uh, you know, minute you become a believer, there's this supernatural thing that happens, that God endows every, the Spirit of God gives every single person this gift, this, this, this gift, this ability, this, this talent. I, you know, and I, I don't want to delineate too much about that, but God empowers you to do something for the sake of the body that is significant, that's important. And we're gonna and we're gonna talk a little bit about what all of this all of this means. Because out of this passage, I want to give you kind of like five serving essentials that are really uh, quite important. Quite important. Um, the, 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 first, the first one is this that every believer comes with a gift. Right? Now be careful. Every believer is not a gift. <laughs> yeah, you, you are not the gift. Okay? <laughs> you, you are not the gift. Some of you need to be wrapped. Um, you know, some of you, you know, are not the gift. 
but you all come with a gift. Okay, very, very, very important. The Spirit of God gives every one of us um, a gift. You know, and 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 I, I think one of the great tensions that we have as believers is, is what is it? What is my gift? Right? I, I don't know how many times, you know, I'm not, I'm not big on spiritual inventories. All right? I'm I, I really not. Uh, it, that's, that's just my personal preference. I remember Rick Warren said he did a spiritual inventory once, and uh, his spiritual gift was martyrdom. He could only use it once. Right? Um, so it just, you know, it just... It just some, something wrong. They're okay. You know, I think they're a good place to start if you're struggling with what your gift is. But, but, but here's probably something that, that in the dynamics of a church, um, one way of finding what your gift is is ask the people that know you. Right? I'm, I'm always amazed when, whenever we get in a room with a bunch of people and we say, you know, well, this job's got to get done, this, this, this thing that we've got going on here, who can we enlist to do this? And I've always been surprised at the amount of times, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's virtually unanimous, or, or the number of people that we all have in common that we put at the top of the list. You know, why is that? Why is it that we can quickly say, oh, so-and-so would be great for that job, and, and, and by the same token, we can say, don't you dare put so-and-so in that, because you know it's going gonna, it's gonna to train wreck, right? Because it's just not their gift, right? And sometimes, you know, it's, it's being able to recognize what it is that God has shaped you to be and shaped you to do and what that gift is and how it best contributes to the whole. Okay? You know, I, I, I talk about spiritual gifts. You know, there, I think there was shape a long time ago. Um, uh, I, I, I think of it in terms as, as page. I call it page. You know, personalities, abilities, gifts, and uh, experiences. Right? And every believer is a page in the book. And, and the binding kind of keeps us all together. That's, that's the way I've, I've always seen it. All right? So every one of us is, is, is kind of like like a page in the book of, of, of the church, you know, based on your personality, abilities, gifts, and experiences, right? But everybody gives, God, Spirit of God, gives each and every one of us something that we can contribute. Here's the second thing. Every gift comes with an assignment. It is not just for your enjoyment. Every, every gift comes with assignment. You know, you, you've heard that possession is nine-tenths of the law. You've heard that saying? When it comes to spiritual gifts, practice is nine-tenths of the law, not possession. Practice is nine-tenths of the law. If you have a gift, you are shortchanging yourself and your spiritual walk by not exercising it. There is something about God in the way that he has wired us to say that, I've gifted you this way. This is the contribution you can make. Why are you not using it? Okay? That's a big why. That's, that's a big why. Because every gift comes with an assignment. Every gift is meant to be exercised in a particular way. It's not meant to be kept a secret just for you. All right? Gifts are never meant just for you. 
and for your benefit. They are meant to contribute to the whole. All right? Very, very, very important. Um, every assignment makes a difference. That's the third thing. Every assignment makes a difference. Um, If you want to make me crazy, I'll tell you how you can make me crazy. Here's how, here's how you can make me crazy. Come to me and say, I'm looking at our budget, okay? I'm looking at our budget. It appears to me from the budget, because you only put $100 here, that you don't think this is important. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Okay? You ever heard people say that you can tell by your budget... What is important, what is not important? That makes me crazy. Okay, here's, here's why. How much do we give to the prayer ministry? $100. That logic tells me that we don't consider prayer to be important. That's a lie, right? Right? When, okay? Prayer is incredibly important, but prayer does, need a, does not need the same kind of dollar value that some other things need, right? It's just common sense, right? When we talk about budgets and dollar values and what we apply, it's, it, it's all about context, right, and what's important. But we absolutely, absolutely see prayer as incredibly important. And there are people in this church who are praying every day for each and every, for for the leadership, for the church, for the kingdom of God to be expressed here, all of those kinds of things. And we would never, never, ever, ever put a dollar value on them and their value. That's not, that's just not, Right. You know, I understand the budget, you know, and all that stuff to a point. I understand that to a point. But that just makes me crazy. Okay, can we just put it? But every assignment makes a difference. And what we do is we want to tier the gifts, right? We want to say these are the most important. This is the most upfront person. This is the one who expresses this gift. We always, want, we always have gift envy. We wish we could do what that other person could do. But the reality is... Right, Everything that you do in the church, whatever it is, is vitally important to God. Vitally important to God. Because God has shaped you in that particular way to contribute. And God knows that your, your joy will be expressed the most when you are expressing yourself the way God wired you to live. God gave you the particular gift for a reason. God gave you the particular ability. God gave you the particular talent for a reason. You know, it's just unbelievable. That's why Paul could say, if you have the gift of genera, give generously. If you have the gift of teaching, teach like you mean it, like, like it's, you know, like every person in the room is dying. It's, it's you know, but, but we want to see ourselves as less important to the work of God because of what God has given to us. Right? And that's, that's just wrong. Every assignment makes a difference. 
And I, you know, I've said this many times. I'm, I'm thankful that there are people that are down in kids' connection right now giving the kids a riot. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. There, you know, if there's one group of people I am so thankful for, <laughs> they're, you know, and they're not even in the room, right? You know? But every, every, every assignment makes a difference, right? And every, the fourth thing is every assignment, you know, serves the body. You know, it's, it, it, it's, again, very, very important. God did not give this to you for your personal benefit, for your personal glorification, for your, you know, for your personal satisfaction, that the gift is, 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 is most satisfied when you express it to the body in general. That's where it becomes, you know, the best utilized. That's how God intended it to be used. But if it becomes a personal thing of pride and, and arrogance in you, you know, it, that, that the gift is not going to benefit the body right it's for the benefit of everybody that's why i've always said you can people can, you know the, the people can come up to you and say you are very good at this right because people recognize your giftedness much better than most of us see it in ourselves okay the last thing here five every act of serve every assignment uh, every act of service helps to grow your faith. I, you know, I can't get around this. I, I really can't get around this. When it comes to growing in our faith, nothing, nothing kind of, you know, moves us really fast on the spiritual kind of growth plane than those opportunities that we have to serve, right? You know, we can, we can study all we want and, and, and pray all we want and get in the closet all we want, but, 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 but that's only one small piece of the puzzle that God intended. You know, the bigger piece, I would argue, is, is the serving piece. Is, is, that, is that ability to kind of roll up your sleeves and get in there with other people, doing the work of God for the kingdom of God, for the sake of and purposes of God. Right? That's, that's how our faith grows. It's one of the reasons why I don't buy into the thing when people say, I am fine uh, and, and I don't need the church to grow in my spirituality. I often say, so where, so where are you serving? A lot of people say, you know, they talk about the communion and the fellowship. That's not the place I first, the first place I go, so where, where are you volunteering? Where are you serving? Where are you being the hands and feet of Jesus at that point? And 99% of the time, at least in my experience, they're not. They're not. There's a disconnect for many of them. Well, that's not true for everybody. I know that. But there's something to be said as a believer as a believer, to serve God joyfully in what he has gifted you to be and do. Okay? All right. I want to I go here. I, I want to go on because um, for, for a number of you, I've just raised a whole bunch of tensions. Okay? So here are the, here are the two great tensions in, in most believers' lives. Um, the questions that keep uh, circulating in people's lives all the time is, how do I give and what do I give? How do I give? What do I give? How do I give? What do I give? How do I give? What do I give? Right? That's, that's the tensions that continually happen in believers' lives. Now, as I said earlier, for, for some of you, you, you know, I just laid a big guilt thing on you. Right? Yes. Okay. Thanks. I feel better. Right? Just laid a big guilt, guilt thing on you. And 
and the reality is, for many of us, is, is, is we're busy. Life is busy. Okay? Um, a lot of times, how do we give and what do we give is really based on the seasons of life. Isn't it? Right? You know, you know there's some of you, you know, who've got kids at home, young kids at home. You know, you, you, you can't, you know, it's, it's just a busy week to begin with, right? Um, there's some of you that are taking care of elderly parents, right? It's just, how, how, do, you, how do you manage? You know, it's a constant tension. And, and, and the seasons of life often determine how do we give, what do we give? How do we give, what do we give? Right? Um, it, it's, it is different for every one of us. You know, there's lots of, lots of ways that we can, that we can understand and, and, and rationalize the reasons that we don't serve. But the reality is, is that at some level, you need to be serving. You need to find out how much you can contribute, what you can contribute. And in the particular season of life that you're in now, it might not be very much. And that's okay. I want, I, I want to say that. That's okay. Because for some of you, it's just everything to keep yourself together for the week, right? And Sunday morning is, 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 is a time where you have a little bit of sanity and a little bit of peace, okay? Now, the reason I bring this up is because, as you know, we're, 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 we're going to two services in September, right? You know, the greatest anxiety of doing that that many of you expressed, the greatest anxiety is, is the volunteer situation, how are we going to cover two services with, with volunteers, you know? And admittedly, that is going to stretch us. Admittedly, it's going to probably force us maybe to do away with a couple of things. It may force us to, you know, reshape the way we do a number of things in, in order to, to, to make it work, you know? And the challenge is going to be how do we, how do we, you know, utilize the, the volunteer base that we have without burning and killing everybody, right? You know, and, and without, and, and, and to do it in such a way that we all feel responsible and contribute in order to make this work for the sake of the kingdom of God. Okay? You know, one, you know, one of the things we're suggesting is, is, is you know, is it possible for, for you to sit in one service and serve in another? Do the, do the sit and serve, right? That way you can, you can totally be part of a service without worrying about, the, you know, uh, your responsibilities and then serve in the second one. I know if, it's, you know, if, you're, if you're part of the worship team, you know, that's got to be a big anxiety for you, especially those of you that have young kids. You know, what's that going to mean for you? We're, try, you know, we're, we're, we're working through all of those details as best as we can, okay? That's not going to be an easy transition, um, it's going to be difficult, right? But, but it, there's a reality before us, and we want to try to work with it. But I'm sure, I'm sure there's some of you here that, that can step it up a little bit or can get engaged a little bit more, something like that. And I know there's many of you, I know there's many of you who are already giving more than they can handle, and I understand that. So, you know, this is a personal plea um, to, to pray through it with God, okay? Because here's the, here's the question you ultimately have to ask. I think this is a, a vital question that every believer has to ask. Am I a contributor 
or a consumer? Am I a contributor or am I a consumer? Okay, in, in, in my mind, in my mind, there's very little biblical um, prescription for a consumer believer. It's all about contributing, okay? Now, there's a third C you can put in there. You can put critic, right? No one's interested in a critic, right? So I don't even want to bother with a critic, but... But for whatever, you know, are you a consumer or are you a contributor, right? Those are critical questions. Now, you've got to understand, there are seasons in your life where it's going to be okay for you to be a consumer, all right? Hear me out. There's seasons in your life where it's okay for you to be a consumer. There's, there's been pain. There's been hurt. Um, there's been moments in your life where you just need to, to, to soak in you know, the word of God, the worship of God, and to just, you know, find healing and restoration in that way. That is perfectly okay. Perfectly okay, right? But there's other times where you you may be contributing in a way that you haven't thought of, okay? And that's a con- those are constant tensions that in a believer's life. How do I give? What do I give? And am I a consumer or am I a contributor? Listen, there are a lot of people here that you could probably say, oh, I don't see them contributing, but you'd be surprised. We, we have a high percentage of volunteerism in this church. There are a lot of people doing a lot of things here that we are very, 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 very thankful for. But that's the challenge, isn't it? There are some of you that, that have, have felt the extra burden of guilt, but you're already doing way too much, and you know you are. And I don't mean this for you. But, but the reality is, the reality is, 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 is to move in this direction. It's going to challenge us with, um, with the whole volunteer base, right? And we want to do it in such a way that we're all contributing as best as we can for the purpose of moving the church forward and, uh, and, and doing it so we're all working together, all right? Um, and, it's, and it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. Um, I read a quote by Charles Arne that just reminded me of, of kind of the importance of why we're doing this. Uh, there are many good things a church can do. And there are some important things a church should do. But there is one essential thing a church must do. And then he appeals to Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen. Therefore, go. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Um, We want to see the kingdom of God glorified, the person of Jesus glorified, and see more people come to faith in Jesus Christ. Um, That's, I've said this last week, otherwise it's not worth doing it. This is, this is the purpose and the reason why we gather together each and every week. Um, by the way, as, as we close out this morning, I just want to remind you, on the pastor's blog on the website is the survey, all right, from that everybody had taken. So if you want to see the survey and get the raw numbers and see how everybody responded, you can go on the website and, uh, and, and, and see 
all of those. We just didn't put the comments up, um, you know, because there's a lot of privacy issue around the comments. But you can see the numbers and, and the amount of people that were in favor of, of moving forward as a church. All right? Um, can I pray for you guys? Can I pray for you? And, 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 and I want to do one last thing. And I want to do it with all sincerity. For those of you that are volunteering now, and that's a lot of you, I want to thank you because each and every week you do it unto the Lord and you do it well. And you do it in a way that builds this church up and encourages others and strengthens us because we cannot do it without you. We really can't. We can have all kinds of, uh, you know, grandiose ideas. The reality is that we need to partner together with our volunteers in order to move this church forward. And I'm so thankful for those of you that continually, week in and week out, and week in and week out, pour your lives for the sake of God, for the sake of the others in this congregation. And I am so thankful for each and every one of you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this message. And uh, just the Apostle Paul and his way of stressing how important it is, this thing of serving, this reality of growing in our faith because we have taken time to reach out and to serve others. That it's such an important component to our lives and how many of us recognize, even from, a, from outside of the church, how, how volunteerism is one thing that's promoted? Because it makes us all better. It helps in so many ways. So, Father, as we commit these messages to you and their importance and what lies ahead for Village Green, may we all be struck by this thing called the church how it's so important to your plan and your purpose and how we can all be a part of it. In Jesus' name, amen.